0: To love came calling Welcome to the La Vita Podcast. This is your host, Virginia Rose, and I'm coming to you from the greater Washington, D.C. area. It is such a pleasure to have you listening to this podcast, and I have an amazing upcoming guest for you. Justin Charpentier. He is a retired military army vet. Uh, he served in Iraq he's a business consultant and a marketing guru I can't wait to have him in the hot seat answering all your questions and mine so stay tuned and when we come back we're gonna have Justin with us don't go away now that and welcome back again this is your host Virginia Rose and I have Justin Charpentier with us he is an army vet he served in Iraq he's a business consultant and a marketing guru welcome to the show Justin so happy to have you here today thank you
1: well thank you so much it's it's really good to be here Um, and very much looking
0: forward to this i'm really and you know what i want the listeners to know so yesterday we had a bit of a a little technical difficulty and we were trapped in the uh electronical vortex of whatever was going on and justin was so gracious so supportive and a true professional and he came back today and uh for take two and that's uh the entertainment industry sometimes podcast world radio Sometimes you just got to be quick on your feet. So thank you, Justin, for being one of the most understanding and kind people I've ever met uh, for a show. So awesome.
1: Oh, wow. Well, you know, it's it's really easy. You're a great host. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to be here.
0: Well, you know, it's... In, in, a, in the world that we live in, sometimes you never know the way people are going to react when things don't go as planned. And it's, I mean, we've seen the Hollywood movie star videos released when they freak out on people and um, you you just never know. And so when something like that comes up and you see the way that somebody graciously handles it. Uh, It makes you feel really good and it makes you want to keep on keeping on. So you definitely um, handled it beautifully and I'm grateful. And I learned a lesson uh, yesterday that I want to share with the listeners is don't beat yourself up. You don't have to be perfect. Just do the best you can and keep moving forward. So that's today's podcast lesson. (laughs) Okay. It's a a very good lesson. It is. It really is. You know, we talked about weathering the storm and then we got cut off. We're going to talk about weathering the storm again today, but there's not going to be a storm today because it's bright and shiny and beautiful. And we're going to get to Justin's story. So Justin, first, I want you to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, and just a bit about your background.
1: Sure. So, um, you know, going back, I think um, it's important to mention my childhood. Uh, I grew up in a family that we um, we had this entrepreneurial spirit, right? My great grandfather was he was like a very successful businessman in our small town. Um, he owned what's essentially a city block. Uh, he had a department store, a grocery store. Um, some really great brownstone uh, rentals I think there was a bar and a restaurant there was a bunch of things there and I never met him Um, he passed away before I was born Uh, but he definitely passed you know that's his legacy he definitely passed that down into the family Um, unfortunately it didn't survive through all the generations but it, uh, it was there through most of my childhood into um, into high school and so while that um, didn't necessarily survive the entrepreneurial spirit definitely did uh, always always just carried that with me so uh, I think it's fitting or maybe it's a tribute to my you know my ancestry that I uh, that I'm a, an entrepreneur myself and I uh, I love it you know I love it um so i guess that brings me to after high school so i graduated high school um i went to college for three semesters and like i said it was a very small town that i grew up in so it was kind of a sheltered uh, upbringing and so when i i got all this freedom when i was away at school um i didn't have the discipline to work on school <laughs> i did a lot of socializing and Uh, learning in other ways, but not what I was, you know, paying to go to school for. So uh, after three semesters, I wound up enlisting in the army. Uh, That was on December 31st, 1997. So New Year's Eve, 1997, I was enlisting, I was being sworn in. And uh, that was pretty cool. Um, So I didn't ship out for a couple of months. It was a couple months after that, I went to Fort Benning Georgia Um, I went to uh, infantry school so I was you know I enlisted to be an infantryman and uh, that was awesome you know I uh, I guess they had this program called the fast track program Uh, so I had a few college credits and I excelled in basic training, and then I, I, I got a promotion before I even got out of basic training, so that was pretty good.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, which has kind of been a the theme since then, you know, like I've, I, th- I think in college I was definitely an underperformer, but um, since then I've become more of an overachiever. Uh, but anyhow, um, six years, I enlisted for six years and. Just prior to me leaving, um, I was actually on leave. I was uh, burning up some leave time, and I started working uh, as a business consultant. I was working in Manhattan um, in the greater New York City area. And so this would be the, I think, the end of September of 2001. Is that right? No, two thousand. Three, sorry, 2003. Um, I got a call from the readiness NCO saying that I wasn't I wasn't going to be allowed to get out of my unit. I wasn't going to be allowed to transfer to another unit and that we were being activated. We were going to go to Iraq. And they gave me three days to report to Fort Drum in, uh, here in New York. So uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, I was extended 15 months past my enlistment date. I, I did a tour in Iraq. Um, and you know, that kind of changed the trajectory of what I was doing. Uh, I, I had experience in just a short time, uh, working in the city, some, some pretty awesome success. You know, like if we're speaking in terms of, um, revenue, you know, in, if we're speaking in terms of revenue and success that way, I did very well in, in just a couple of months and so I kind of got derailed in that respect but um, so I officially separated from the army uh, May 16th of 2005 so I was in Iraq for basically all of 2004 wow. We well that's not entirely true so we landed in Kuwait and we spent some time in Kuwait first I think I didn't actually get into Iraq until March. So we
0: were in Kuwait, uh four or five weeks. You were still gone and at war and not with your family, so don't you don't even have to correct that. I get it. I get it. And thank you for your service, by the way. Um, I know we talked about previously about the the fear and, and, and all the mixed emotions and, and having to overcome that and that being a part of your story pushing you forward. So I think it's it's incredible the bravery that it took for you to do that. So that's amazing kudos i mean god bless you
1: yeah thank you uh after we spoke yesterday i actually was just kind of reminiscing i remember um so it was good friday of 2004 we had this really major engagement we um, i was split with my platoon so my platoon had, we had about 38 37 to 38 guys in the platoon and we split in half and we went on two separate missions that day and uh, the group that i was with we had four Uh, four humvees and three to four guys in each humvee so it was about 20 of us uh well we had the uh our company commander with us too so actually there was four four uh humvees from my platoon and then one fifth humvee right so we were doing we were doing this patrol and we watched some uh some rockets get launched towards an american base and so we tried to investigate that we never really apprehended or caught up to those guys anyway Um, But we hung out in that area for some time, and we did like traffic control points and kind of did some investigating, and uh, as it started to get dark, just like literally right at dark, we got word that we were to, you know, move, uh, we were to move east and kind of box around and see if we can, see if we could find that enemy, you know, and um, it's not really army doctrine, it's not really how it's supposed to be done, but that's what we did and we got ambushed actually so there was about 20 i don't know the exact number There was i'd say about 20 of us and there was like a company sized element so there was around a hundred a little over a hundred i think um bad guys that ambushed us oh my
0: gosh
1: and it was totally crazy that like we had had some engagements prior to that but that was the first engagement where in my mind I was like I don't know if we're gonna make it out of this you know
0: it got Uh, real it got real real fast
1: yeah it wasn't just like a couple of guys shooting at us it was like rpgs and it was just absolutely chaos to the point where like my my body was acting but my mind was completely blank and 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 that's the training you know Mm. thank goodness for the training but thank goodness for the training and just thank god in general for protecting me because it was some really crazy things that happened um, but we survived. I mean, we, we slugged it out. We didn't even take one single casualty, which was really crazy.
0: Oh, wow. God bless. That's a, And, you know, that's not always the story that you hear. I have many, many military friends. And you can imagine living in the greater Washington, D.C. area. I mean, I probably would say 97% of my neighborhood is, is military. And some of the barbecues and different stories, that's not always the case. It's just yeah. not
1: it was it was really crazy i mean it, like just really crazy things happen you know and um i mentioned about you know weathering the storm and
0: yeah let's talk about you know, that just, what just how did mm-hmm, what that means to you like weathering the storm and 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 yeah go ahead go ahead
1: yeah well you know what i've what i've learned and what i've carried through my life is that um and i think in a large part is from the military but uh, even when I was a kid, I did things like this. I just, I never really reacted right away. I always try to wait and see what's developing instead of the knee-jerk reaction. That's a general statement, by the way. I mean, there's plenty of times when I've had that knee-jerk reaction, but I've, I've always tried not to. I've always tried to just see the whole picture. And being, being focused that way on the big picture, I think it allows us to... Uh, to endure and come out the, the other side kind of victorious, you know, uh, and, and find that silver lining. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many opportunities, I think, that come behind uh, a crisis or, or an incident. And if we're panicking or if we're upset or if we're, uh, you know, just kind of retreating, we miss those opportunities and Yeah, you know that's what it is. That's what it is for me. Is like weathering the storm because on the other side, there's something great's gonna happen. I know it. You
0: know. You know, you Uh, get a feeling. You get a feeling sometimes, especially if you've done the healing work, where you look around mm -hmm. and you say, "Okay, this is really bad because something good is really about to happen to me." So the enemy has to come and lie and get in my face for a minute to try to make because he's a liar. We all know the devil's a liar, Mm -hmm. and try to trick me. But if you can just hang on. Like Justin says, listeners, if you just hold hold on a little longer, um, the storm does not last forever and the seas will calm in your life and you can push forward. And that's to, not to jump too far, but that's what happened for you. So you came back and then you started this. I know there were some things in between, but you started this business that really helps people and helps entrepreneurs like me and many other people out there. So you want to talk about that journey?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I would, if you don't mind. I would just like to finish that yeah, yeah, reminiscence yeah. I had yesterday, so, because I think it's kind of relevant to the. Yes,
0: the whole yes, thing. yes, yes. I want to hear. It.
1: We, you know, we had gone through like a couple days of just just fighting. After that, it was just like slugfest after slugfest, like twenty four hours straight no sleep. You know, and there was a couple engagements prior to that. So when we were finally stood down, everybody in my platoon slept we i don't even know how long we slept we must have slept through easter i don't know we slept a couple of days it seemed like Hmm. which was great that they let us do that because we had gone through so much stress but uh when we woke up we were like it's time to go on another mission and the mission that we were going to go on was it sounded really hairy and we had just gone through that uh and and this is in reference to fear right so i was so scared to go on this mission i was I was literally scared and um i'm an infantry guy you know i'm the big tough the big macho kind of that's that's what we were that's how we train to be the best and never acknowledge when someone might be better than you you know just just strive to be the best always and uh i was just kind of in my own little world and then i looked around right before we we're about to go on this mission and I could see the same exact look on everybody else's face. The same exact look, the tension, like, you know, this is the old cliche, the tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. I mean, it was literally, the air was heavy. Mm -hmm. And so I stepped out of this bunker where we were staying and it was like five guys standing around. Um, We're like 30 minutes out from this mission. And I said out loud, I'm scared to go on this mission. And it was so crazy that when I said that, like everybody sighed. (sighs) Man, I'm scared too. Like everybody said it. It was like we just needed to admit that we were scared and then it was okay. It was so crazy. I mean the tension the tension like disappeared and you know, we went out and did our job and it was pretty crazy. I'm
0: so glad you guys came back safe. God bless you guys. I know you can't go into too much detail of it, but we're really glad that you guys came back, and I'm grateful for that. And I know every person in this country um, needs to take time to appreciate people like you that served us, and that's amazing.
1: Well, I I mean, I certainly appreciate that. Um,
0: It's not easy. It's not easy. You know,
1: you know, I I mean, I I don't know anybody that really likes I don't know anybody that really signed up to be like Captain America. Nobody went, I mean, I'm sure there's guys that did, but I never knew anybody that was like, I just want to be a hero. You know, everybody had their reasons. I needed discipline. I college wasn't my thing then, you know? So while I always had an affinity for the military, I just, I I wasn't like, I'm going to go save the world. Um, We're just kind of doing our jobs, you know? And I I think that's how a lot of people feel. But the gratitude, um, the gratitude is awesome.
0: Well, for us, on the other side of it, for the people that are at home, for the Americans, um, you know, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Um, we actually do see you as heroes or I know a good percentage. I know there are a few out there, but, um, my best friend is a retired Marine and so is her husband. And when I hear stories, I've been friends with many military people and, um, you know, even if when you look at yourself in the mirror, you might not see it. Yep. You were doing your job just like a police officer or firefighter to us. You are our heroes. So just so you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think that's what, that's, what's great about this country. You know, yeah. you, 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 uh, we don't necessarily go to become a hero, you know, but, uh, overall, I think the military, I mean, we're clearly largely responsible for the way of life we have in the United States. So for sure but um, so to tie that into business it's like I felt like you know some, somewhere along the way I, I, I just started becoming the voice for other people like hey it's okay to feel this way you know not like speaking for people but speaking the things that they're I don't know maybe they felt uncomfortable saying themselves and uh i think marketing is kind of like that it's kind of like we don't know what to say to get people to to like our business or attract the right people to our business so um we need help and that's what i do i i try to give businesses and and you know the people that own those businesses their their voice to uh, attract their their customers it's kind of cool
0: it's very cool Well, we're going to take a very short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about everything that you do for chardev.com, full-scale marketing, websites, SEOs, Facebook ads, all that kind of stuff, and we're really going to tie this all together and make sure that people know where they can find you. So stay with us, and we'll be right back after this short message. Today is another beautiful day to make a difference. The Dolce Vita podcast was started to do just that, but we need your help. Through the help of sponsors and donors, we can keep these uplifting episodes coming. We can continue our reach around the world and let our voices be heard. Please help me continue the Artist Supporting Artist movement, touching lives across the world by finding La Dolce Vita podcast with Virginia Rose on anchor.fm and becoming a sponsor today. Thank you. Keep listening. Keep supporting. We appreciate you. Together, we can rise up. welcome back again this is your host virginia rose and i am here with justin charpentier he is a military vet and a business consultant and a marketing guru and just an all-around cool awesome guy and i'm so glad that he's here thank you for sticking around for segment two justin again so glad to have you here
1: Well, yeah. Thanks so
0: much. Uh, I love this. It's great. Yeah. We're going to get you on even more podcasts and I'm sure you'll be back on the show. And like Lauren uh, says, my good friend, Lauren Harris, it's a turnstile opportunity. You can come back anytime you want. So, so awesome. Awesome. I love doing this show. I love it. It inspires me. I know we're getting off topic just for a second, but it inspires me to inspire others. And it's so wonderful. um, The people that I get to to um interview from all walks of life. I have interviewed um other people that had been in the military, but you are the very first person to ever actually share their story um about deployment on my show. So thank you for that.
1: Oh yeah. It's good. It's good. It's
0: good, it's good, for, good for me. It's yeah. good for me to share. It's good for people to know um that you guys weren't just over there, you know, doing three hots in a cot and chilling out. I mean you guys fight for our country you guys put yourself into situations and scenarios um where you don't know if you're going to come home and it's not exactly like the movies you know and that's very real and then to come back and start a successful business where you're helping entrepreneurs i think is huge so i'm i'm really glad that we're having this conversation this wonderful interview so super awesome Okay, so we are going to get into uh, what you do. So where did the passion come from to help entrepreneurs? And how did you get that business started? And just tell us about your business.
1: Yeah, so um, when I separated from the Army in 2005, I I basically went right back to the business world. Um, I was working with my best friend and his mom. She had started the business uh, and... Uh, she was working with, like, hotels. She was working with a large number of hotels in the New York City area, and it wound up growing to, like, over 100 hotels as clients, uh, doing various things from from marketing to, like, expediting, working with department of buildings, management, consulting, tax consulting, uh, sales tax audits, all this just, like, cool stuff, What, which didn't sound cool to me before I ever did it, you know? Um but, uh, you know, the crowds in the city, um, having just left the war zone, kind of didn't sit well with me. So uh, I wound up buying a bar. Uh, let's see, I moved out of the city in 2006 and bought a bar in 2006, we, in the end of 2006. So I, I think we bought it in October. And we got it open for 4th of July, the following year, 2007. Um, So that was kind of a process. But while I was doing that, um, I also got a job at (laughs) J-O-B working with a publisher, you know, because as this business was getting off the ground, um, I just, I didn't want to sit idle. I think that's how I was kind of coping with, you know, some of the stress that I brought home. And uh, anyhow, I, I got into advertising. Uh, this this publisher had five newspapers and a magazine wow yeah I wound up um I don't know I just wound up getting around and meeting people and just working on ads from everything from helping create the ads to the copy to you know then then selling to the businesses and I wound up being uh through that process I wound up being the manager the, the uh, advertising manager of one of the publications the magazine actually which was like a, it was like a lifestyle it was like arts and entertainment magazine
0: that's awesome that's especially with my background doing a photography and d- doing publishings with the magazines and stuff that's that we have that in common that's neat
1: yeah yeah it was really cool I mean it was like there, there's so many um you know I'm like this onion like we all are there's very many layers to me <laughs> so there's times when I can be really tough like like um army infantrymen and then there's times when I can be creative and uh, strategic and you know analytical so it's kind of it's kind of cool you know to satisfy that other side um, yeah because so, it's
0: kind of artsy in a way it's like left brain and right brain because yeah advertising yeah, and like yeah right mm-hmm. I kind of see you as like an you're an artist that like in a way that helps businesses so that's neat
1: yeah yeah, I'm a funny guy, you know. I I think I said before, maybe I had said it yesterday, that I just have this like eclectic path, this journey. It's been um, it's been very interesting. Done a lot of interesting things, and um, so kind of fast forward through. I I did that for a couple of years, and then um, my first son was born in 2007. Uh, he was actually born just a few days after I opened the bar, and so. Um, you know, having a family or having a child and then having a bar in that environment was, it, it wasn't the best. And then, you know, 2008, the market kind of dumped. We had that, uh, pretty, pretty bad downturn in the United States. And, uh, so, uh, we sold the bar in 2008 after the, after the season in 2008. Mm-hmm. And, um, I wound up actually taking a couple civil service exams, and I got into law enforcement. You know, I had the responsibility of a son, needed the benefits, needed the stability, um, and so um, I didn't get hired for a couple of years. So, I um, it did take a while. It, it was such a downtime in the economy. Um, they they actually put a freeze on. I'm taking these civil service exams, and then they put a freeze on hiring.
0: I remember um, that. I remember that now mm-hmm yeah that's
1: I'm, I'm just reliving this as I'm as I'm talking to you about it because I haven't really thought about it um, in quite a while but so I got hired in 2010 so in that time from selling the bar until 2010 I actually went back to college
0: oh and good so... for you
1: yeah yep
0: that's awesome <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, um, that was cool, but I mean, I I have a degree in computer networking that I have never done a thing with,
0: (laughs) but the experience, like what did you take away from the experience, Justin, that you maybe use today, even if you don't use the degree specifically, was there any one thing that you can say, well, at least I use this?
1: Well, you know, um, I, I, I was, I wound up being the president of the business club at the school and, um, Even though, like, I wasn't in business administration, I wasn't in a business degree, I was in a degree that was aligned with business, Mm -hmm. a degree program that was aligned with business, and um, I learned a lot about technology, which is good.
0: Very good. Mm -hmm. You can help me, like, on days like yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have to make a joke.
1: (laughs) I'm in such a digital, such a technology-driven space that, uh... You know, it's it's not the same, but it's good. It's good, and and more importantly, it was something that I wanted to accomplish that I accomplished. You know, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, in, in, in line with sticking with setting goals and, and, and crushing them.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, so, two thousand ten, I I wound up working, uh, started working with the state of New York, and um, so then in two thousand eleven, I actually started another business a construction company so i did that on the side i i wound up working for the department of corrections and community supervision community supervision which is uh prisons and parole basically and so i started off working in a prison um and i just had a lot of time off i would do like 16 hour shifts for a couple days and then i'd have four days off or five days off so Uh, again with the entrepreneurial spirit you know, it's just I just saw opportunity to stay busy and you know create something. So I did that. Um, I actually had that business until 2018. Um, I started my current business in 2017, but around 2016, I uh, I started running my own ads. I started, you know, kind of learning Facebook ads and Instagram ads. Mm-hmm. and uh, it, was, it became very lucrative. At that time, it was pretty easy. It was like getting in front of you know, it was like just super uh, targeted. It was just super easy to find the people that were looking for me mm-hmm. that way. It's become uh, much more competitive, but it's still very effective these days. Um, but as I was doing that and having so much success, people were saying, you know, where are you finding all this work? So I told a couple of people. I told quite a few people that were close to me, actually, and uh, had some friends that had businesses that wanted me to do it for them. So I, I started this in two thousand seven, 2017, but I dissolved the uh, construction company in 2018, and I went full-time digital agency in 2018.
0: Congratulations. And that yeah. and that's a big deal. It's a big deal when you have a business that's successful and you're like, okay, I'm taking a leap of faith here. I'm going to go on to something else. I'm going to move on to something else. I've done it. It's not always easy in the beginning. If you have a down month, you're like, oh, why did I do that? But um, it takes strength and it takes entrepreneurial spirit. And not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's not easy. So I definitely commend you for that.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh... What you said, you know, it really uh, it really encompasses the life of an entrepreneur. But unless you're an entrepreneur, you just really don't. I don't think you really know. You have to experience those things, the ups and downs, and they always come at every level. It's, it's uh... so back to weathering the storm, right? Ups and downs all the time,
0: <laughs> all the time. Yep. And you really have to have a um, self starter spirit, and you really have to define. Um, what you're going to allow knock you down and how quickly you're going to get back up. Are you going to take a little time this time? Are you going to get immediately back up? Are you going to pivot? I mean, it's it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And... Uh, there are times that I have thought to myself, I'm not built for this. I want to go home. I don't want to do it anymore. And then I'm like, wait, you are home. Nobody else is going to pay your bills. So I guess you better get back to it. So yeah, so it's it's tough. It's really tough. And um, anybody that can build an entire full-scale marketing agency and, and do it the way that you did, um i think has a lot of drive and a lot of passion for what they're doing so specifically talk to us about like obviously you know there's many types of businesses but do you have like a um a target like type of businesses like who is your who's your best client like what are you looking for so when listeners hear and say hey i need this guy like i'm gonna reach out to him specifically
1: yeah so um i work with a fairly wide range of businesses which is i think that's kind of unusual these days Uh, i think most people stick with like one vertical or one niche Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um but i've been working with a lot of veteran-owned businesses not exclusively but a lot of them which has given me a lot of experience in a few different industries but my bread and butter what i love to do what i'm most passionate about is to work with people in the trades since um, like i just mentioned i had a construction company that's really what got me started digital side of, of marketing. So um, I love to work with businesses that are maybe stuck at a certain revenue level and they want to get to a new milestone. Um, for instance someone who's like in the five hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars a year range I I love those customers because they're so hungry they want to get to a million and then when they get to a million they want to get to five million and like to, to be able to be aggressive. Somebody that, that falls in that range has a pretty good budget. And generally speaking, they have a pretty good budget. And it's fun to kind of crack the code and, and get them where they want to be.
0: Awesome. Now, you have a team of people, right, that, that you lead so that you could fulfill and help all these businesses, right?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So talk about right. your team. Um, tell us about your team.
1: Yeah, so um, the team is mostly from... Uh, I mean, they're mostly from the United States, but they have moved to a large majority of them are in Nicaragua, which is um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, And so they're they're more like partners, right? So uh, they're not local, you know, they're they're not, they don't come into my office and work with me, Uh, which is so um, liberating, I guess this field like I'm speaking to you uh, from a little retreat that I'm, I'm on with my family but I'm conducting business every day here you know um, I have also a few other people uh, in the US um, let's see there's I have an employee or not an employee a staff member I guess we'll call them um, in Washington state and and then uh, another I have another uh, assistant in she's actually in Pakistan So we're like all over the world, all over the United States, Central America, you know, um, it's just super cool to be in this industry and be able to do that.
0: That's awesome. Well, I have a question for you. Okay. So why is marketing so key? Because I know, okay, most people might know the answer to this question, but there are a lot of people out there that don't realize that without marketing you're going to have a difficult time for your business. So so talk to us, why you, and talk to us, marketing.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I guess uh, this is the cliche, right? Marketing is about getting the right message to the right person at the right time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, you know, um, you, you can do it by accident. You can do that by accident. But when you really want to be able to consistently grow your business, you have to have a plan, you need the strategy and that's what marketing is it's the strategy to get you in front of your ideal client or customer with the right message at the right time to turn them into an actual customer right and then if you can if you can repeat that process and then scale it the sky's the limit really and so where do you want to grow and, and, and that's you know that's what exactly what I do I help businesses grow and I, and I just love it um I love it because of the tangible results and the happiness that it brings uh you know financially and but you know the impact that it has as well you know
0: absolutely Uh,
1: i don't know it's uh it's it's similar to building a house to be honest with you you start off with a plan and uh sometimes things change but you you stick pretty much to the plan or the blueprints Mm -hmm. And you build the foundation and then you put, you know, you put the framing in and then you enclose it and then you finish it and make it look pretty. And uh, then you have this amazing product at the end of the day or at the end of the whatever time period it is, you know. Wow. So,
0: yeah. Can you share a story with us from a client? You don't have to name the client if it's for like privacy reasons, but just your favorite story. Um, in doing what you, do, what you do something that made you really happy or unexpected or, or a big client hired you, something like that just give us some inspiration
1: yeah so um, it's it's not about a big client it's about a little client um, and, and I don't mean that um, maybe that sounded bad not a little client but not someone that has a multi-million dollar budget
0: right, I, I get um, it. the small business
1: yeah, small business it's a gym in Texas and I'm actually working with the owner. I'm not running his ads. I'm coaching him on how to run his ads. And we're doing just ads, not, uh, not SEO, not, not Google ads, just Facebook ads. And so I started talking with him. Uh, he's also a veteran, by the way. So we started talking, I think, in last August, maybe, or September. And he just wasn't sure. You know, he wasn't sure. Uh, he had been burned in the past by somebody... Uh, by a marketer, and he's in Texas. He really wanted to work with someone in Texas. I'm in New York. I mean, we're talking about pretty much polar opposites, um, <laughs> you know. Um, so we just—I just, just kind of stayed in touch with him, and I, you know, I produced my own content, of course. And he had seen maybe a live presentation that I did or something. Uh, I believe it was in November. It was like a live workshop I did, and I was talking, just talking about as entrepreneurs we have to if you want to be successful we have to do things that like the average everyday person doesn't do like we have to invest in ourselves we have to be willing to do it like 99% of the population doesn't do and that's to avoid that instant gratification and just kind of invest in yourself well he he saw this um, live he got in touch with me and he was like "All right, I want to move forward with this so um, after Thanksgiving, beginning of December, we got together and kind of ironed out a plan and he, um, he just kind of went through my program that I'd laid out for him in a couple of weeks and he was ready to run an ad. So we, we started his first campaign. He, he did all the work, literally did all the work. I just kind of was over his shoulder and helped him out and he went live with the ad and so he, he wound up spending about $400, which is a super low budget, right, in mm-hmm. um, and, and just a few weeks, and that ad returned, like, $5,500. Wow. That's and so,
0: fun.
1: you know, it, it was great. That's great. That's a really great return. That's like a 14X return. And it may not sound like a lot to some people, but he now has the skill to do that over and over and over again. And so he's literally empowered now to grow his business. And I could tell you that like, um, I could hear in his voice how important, you know, how much that four hundred dollars meant to him like, may not seem like a lot to a lot of business owners, but to to some of us, it is a lot.
0: It is. Yeah. Especially to entrepreneurs, if they're just starting out or it's a pandemic a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the
1: pandemic, he was hit really hard and he was really worried, you know, he was really worried that he was going to hire me and not get results and then, you know, be, be screwed again. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's really great. Like the, Mm -hmm just the impact, just that, that intrinsic reward of seeing him be successful is, it's the greatest, you know, I have, I have other, I have like very big customers, um, and, and some of them, like I just met with one customer who's, uh, they're an eight figure business and they're up 10% this year, which is also really great. Right. But it's not the same to me as the story I just told you, it just feels so much better. Um, helping him, it just feels great.
0: that's exactly what i wanted our listeners to hear because as we close the show i want them to know and understand that you can do wonders for their business and it's not just about the big guy it's the small guys, it's the, it's the girls, women, it's the people like me, it's the entrepreneurs that are trying to make it through this pandemic, that are trying to push forward, um, keep the hope, keep the faith. That's what this show is all about, supporting people and you support them and they support you. and. That's amazing. And we need to keep that spirit going and entrepreneurs um, need to be able to connect with you. So do you want to let us know how we can connect with you if they are looking for a consultation or to hire you to better their business and to make that next dollar that they really need to make or a thousand or 5,000?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, my website is www.chardev.com, which is C-H-A-R-D-E-V uh, that's short for sharp Tier development which was a lot of that was a lot of letters to put into a, uh, a, a url so okay. um and my email you can uh, you can email me at info at sharp dev.com okay um,
0: we're gonna get it up on the facebook page on la dolce vita podcast with Virginia Rose. It's also going to be in the insert in this episode. So if you're listening into this episode and you're like, what did he say? Go and click the episode info and you will read it. It's going to be right in the insert. Um, and you can always find me, Virginia Rose, and I can get you in touch with Justin Charpentier um, so that you can full scale um, your business, whether you need marketing or websites, you need to um, some search engine optimization, that's a mouthful, or just a facebook ad to better your business and i plan on using justin in the future to better my business so i'm really glad that he came here and told his story so justin thank you again for being here Mm. truly appreciate you and take two was better than take one so you guys don't even need to worry about take one right (laughs) (laughs)
1: well yeah thank you so much for having me this was great I, uh, I really appreciate it. Love talking. Uh, love talking mm. marketing. And it's it's just really great to talk to you. So
0: oh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Again, thank you for your service. It's absolute honor and a pleasure. Um, if you're listening to this episode, do me a favor go click the share button real quick um you're helping a military vet that protected us you are supporting a um, veteran-owned business and you never know justin might be the person the key that you need in the lock to turn it and open your business up to a greater potential and financial means so stay with us and when we come back in just a moment i'm going to let you know our next upcoming guests don't go away we'll be right back Hello and welcome back. Again, this is your host, Virginia Rose, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode um, with Justin Sharpentier, a retired military vet um, and marketing guru. So please go check him out at chardev.com. That's C H A R d as in davidev.com. Um, he offers full still marketing, websites, um, SEOs, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and can truly take your business to the next level. So please, if you are in need, um, if you have pivoted during this pandemic and you are looking to um, grow your new business or maybe pick up where you left off from your old business, um, please contact him and go check him out. Remember that this Uh, season is all about rising up and finding the power within. Um, I am very pleased to announce that my next upcoming episode is going to be with Christabel Stansberry, who is the CEO and founder of the Chrysalis Continuing Care Center. She's going to be coming here and sharing her very empowering story with us. So I hope you will come back and listen to that episode. And don't forget to hit the like, share and follow button um, after listening to this podcast. That's the best thing you can do uh, to support the movement of artists supporting artists and people supporting people. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And I hope you have a wonderful day.